Hello and welcome back to What Goes Bump in the Night. I'm your host, Trevor Jensen. With me as always is... Riley Clark. And we have for you today, episode 15. And with episode 15, we have something special planned. And Riley, what is that? Well, we decided to change it up and start a new season. So what we're going to call it is Does It Go Bump? The whole premise of the, the season is going to be reading stories that we find for you guys on Reddit that we thought are creepy, should be talked about a little more, and we wanted to discuss them for you guys, with you guys. And we wanted to know, does it bump? Does it bump? We need a button. Slap that shit every time. Does it bump? Does it not bump? We want to know from you guys, too. So please feel free to comment does every it bump time. Or doesn't bump on the comment section. Always. Okay. Without further ado, let's get into the stories today. Our first story is... My grandfather was a paranormal debunker, and his last investigation killed him. This is by Insomnia Storyteller. My gramps was a paranormal debunker. He never wanted to be called an investigator. He always said, there's nothing to investigate, only to prove wrong. He was never a believer, putting Houdini to shame. For those who aren't aware, Houdini was quite the skeptic. He knew how to explain every bump in the night or strange shadow in photos. Gramps was called to hundreds, maybe even thousands of building sites and homes throughout his career. Some people were genuinely scared of their door slamming and paintings falling, while others wanted to test his abilities. He was always able to prove the homeowners that their way, their floors were sloped allowed their doors to slam if their windows were open or if their paintings were hung in just the drywall and eventually the nails would give and they would fall. Even the people who tried to fool him never succeeded. He found their hidden rooms or false floors and even in more modern times became quite the Photoshop expert. Whenever I became scared of monsters, under the bed or in the closet, I would call Gramps and he would explain to me why I had no need to worry. He was my greatest comfort and soon I was doing some work with him, keeping me occupied in high school. As a college student, it was great as he was able to make an internship for me and I got elective credits following him into the homes and learning his craft. While I didn't intend to take over the family business or anything, I was very fond of the time I spent with him. He wouldn't take me on all of his trips though, as I had other obligations. There is one trip in particular I cannot decide whether I regret not being there or am glad I missed. This is one I want to share with you. Before we share more of this story though, shout out to, what's his name? Uh, let me look it back. It is... Insomnia. Yeah, insomnia. Story underscore. Yeah, story underscore storyteller. Shout out for using the, uh, what is the it? alias. The alias of us, kind of, I guess. I'll say the synonymous. What goes bump? Yeah, the anonymous shout out. You probably didn't mean to share it like that, but that's how we're perceiving it. Thank you. Shout out to you. Great story. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you thinking so far? So far, I like the way this is going. Yeah, it sounds like his grandfather was really good at, you know, proving to people that there wasn't ghosts. Yeah, and it's like, he, he I like the way he referenced Houdini, too. Like, Houdini was a very, very, very hard skeptic of people that practiced magic, because there is very few people that actually practice, like, true magic, mm -hmm. or, like, certain things like that. So I can definitely see where it's like, 
his craft was himself and he was all about it. Okay, so without further ado, let's get back to the story. I didn't know about 19 Fort Wood Lane until after Gramps was there. I don't think I ever would have if I if he hadn't meticulously created written records for each of his jobs. And if this one hadn't been so well protected, I was cleaning out his rented office space last night, drowning myself in work to avoid the grief. About a week ago, Gramps had passed in a rather strange and sudden manner. A month ago, his doctor discovered a mass in his thyroid, cancer I guess, and it had begun to mastize in both his brain and lungs. Usually thyroid cancer can be caught early and is very treatable, so this came as quite the shock. However, even the best have their moments, and this was Gramps. He suffered for only a short while, passing a few weeks after the discovery. He chose not to treat it, for it was assumed to be his honor and desire to go on his own terms. Now, though, I am not too sure that's the case. He may have known treatment would be futile. As I said, I was cleaning out his office when I found the envelope, unassuming and untitled. It sat in the bottom of the desktop drawer, almost asking to be ignored. I think it was the lack of labeling that made me open it, though. Everything that was dated and titled but this envelope, and it was Gramps. So, inside, I found just a few pieces of lined paper, not unlike any of the other notes on his files. However, this being separate, I knew it had to be important. In his classic slanted half-cursive handwriting, Gramps was describing one of the more recent cases. His notes were usually quick, more note-like than story-like, as typically he could just say, hearing voices, security camera mics were hacked, or mice in the pipes causing horrid screeching noises, along with quick description of these events, but this was again different. Alright, so, this note. This is getting crazy. It's getting crazier. Like, his grandpa, obviously very detail-oriented guy, he kept everything, you know, in a file. Yeah, meticulously it. kept yeah, handwritten meticulously. notes. But this one, he just threw at the bottom of everything else. It almost seems like he didn't want anybody to find it. Right, it was like... I mean, that's what I would do. Do like, you think it's like it was so scary? Whatever happens in this note is so scary to him that, like, he doesn't want to be proved... He'll be proven wrong. I don't know, because... There's like, ghosts? He, he like cause it, say it there is. At the beginning of the story already, though, because, like, I don't want to go too deep into it, but he definitely says, like, he believes in it and that he believes that there's ways to debunk it. Like he right. said, like, there are only ways to disprove it, basically. So I think something really fucked up happened. So I'm going to I'm gonna go on a, a little uh, a little limb here and say I think this is going to bump. I think it might bump. I, I think this is going to bump. All right. So without any more waiting, let's get back to the story. 19, Fort Wood Lane. This house should be condemned and left to rot. Not a soul belongs here. It is the work of something I've spent my whole life denying, but I cannot deny this. Not anymore. Many have faked it, but there's not a chance in heaven nor hell that this is some kind of fraud. I've seen things here, things which I cannot explain, and this, the place that will get me killed. I know it. Immediately, I was thrown off. This was very uncharacteristic. Gramps was never dramatic, and I had never heard him speak of 19 Fort Wood Lane. 
The date was just over a month ago. So it had to be recent. I had seen him so many times since then and not once did he mention it. Miss Penderson called me, reporting a strange figure roaming around at night. She tried to deal with it, but her husband was often away for business. And with a new baby, she had the right to be scared. I immediately thought it was an intruder and was determined to do what I could help to help Miss Penderson. As I can only imagine what would happen to a young woman home alone at night, I arrived on a Friday night and she insisted on staying with me and the baby. Her husband was across the country on business and this was confirmed by location services, credible testimonies and photographs. I performed my usual checks, but not a false door nor loose window was found we settled into the master bedroom for the night, baby asleep in her arms while Miss Penderson and I sat waiting up. It came every night, she told me, so it didn't take long for me to notice something. It started as a soft sound of footsteps up and down the hall outside the closed door, as if pacing, not the sounds of a man in boots, but rather soft pitter-patter of light women, women's feet. Strange as she told me, it was the man, the man in the house after a while, the noise created, then started up again, this time coming from the master bedroom. Miss Penderson jumped, and I have to admit, I was startled, since as far as I was aware, this room was only accessible via a door in the room where we were in. How could footfalls travel from the hall to the bathroom without passing us? It's starting, she told me, and despite the dim light, I could see the fear in her eyes and the color drained from her face. I assured her I would catch the bastard. It was cruel to terrorize a woman like this. Don't go in there, she said, this time with a tremble in her voice. Even the best actors could fake. I've never looked it dead on. I just know something bad will happen if you antagonize it. I called you here to prove I'm not crazy, but I need you to get rid of it. I'll move. We can go. I just need you to believe me. Please, let's go. I can't say she did not warn me. Whoa. Whoa, this First shit's off, ramping up. Ramping up. There's something in this room that you can't get to unless you're in the room that they're in. And by the by, this is all the account of the Gramps right now. Yes. This is the kid still like giving you the account of his He's story. He's reading the letter that his grandpa wrote. And what the fuck is about to happen? Like I like I am so excited for the rest of the story cuz like She's see like the way she's that he explained terrified. yeah the explained she just the terror wants someone to experience what she experiences all the time yeah and the fact that she's even like if you can get it to go fine but if not let's just leave like she she's and, like, like don't even try it. yeah and you like and in like the way he conveys it in the story is like like shit really is about to go sideways or like she is genuinely terrified right because remember how he started the letter saying that like no one should. Like, this shouldn't be real. There's no way in hell this is real. Yeah, heaven or hell. And he's like, this is not fraud. Like, this this is so real. It's crazy. And it doesn't make sense to him anymore. So let's, let's see what happens after she warns him. It'll be okay, miss. I promise. I just want to take a look. Whoever's in there can't hurt me. And you won't have to move. Just let me scare him off. I headed towards the bathroom and flung open the door. Reaching the light switch, I flipped it, finding no light came on. 
I tried again, up and down, noticing it wasn't working. I backed up into the bedroom and tried that switch. It worked fine. I hadn't seen this before. I had checked and the breaker for the bath also controlled the bedroom. The bastard must have broken the bulb. Okay, so he thinks it's an intruder. Yeah, I, what else would you think? I mean, yeah, if you don't believe in you she, know, paranormal. She called him and said she saw like a silhouette person, basically. Yeah. And that's my cat outside the door. <laughs> I was so scared for her. Holy shit, that freaked me out. Oh my god, fucking cat. But yeah, like, like you know what I mean? Like, what, like, what, as a, as a debunker, not like, I'm a paranormal investigator. He was like, I'm going to make sure she's okay. Yeah. He, and he's like. He wants to prove to her that nothing's the matter. And if some jackass is being a creep and standing yeah. outside her house or breaking in, he's like, fuck that, I'm going to scare him out. Right. But I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case either. I think the light thing, like, come on, like. Yeah, Lights like, aren't working all of a sudden, then you walk out of the room and try a different switch, and they work. Well, and he knew, like, he knew, too, that that breaker had to have the same, same light. So right. there's no way that that bedroom light and that bathroom light for the master bathroom wouldn't work, which is totally true. All right, let's get back to this action. Without a second thought, I walked into the room, taking a few steps forward before feeling a rush of air and hearing the door slam behind me. I could hear Miss Penderson screaming, and the baby began to cry. Normally fearless in these situations, I was horrified to feel the goosebumps creeping up my spine and I noticed a slight tremble in my hands. Taking a deep breath, I took another step but was stopped immediately by a rough force. Stumbling backward, I looked around trying to adjust to the dark. Moonlight was filtering in through the slim window above the shower tile and I could make out the details of the room. However, standing in the bathtub was something that hadn't been there before. It was a detached tub so it wouldn't be a shower curtain or anything and there was no chandelier artwork on the wall. The figure was in the shape of a man, but bigger than any man I'd seen. It stood probably eight feet tall, but incredibly slim. It may have been even taller as I made out what looked like a top hat adorning its head. My blood ran cold, as I knew this was no trick. The thing began to step towards me, and I tried to scream. As it reached for my throat, nothing came out, and instead I felt like I felt the thing sink its hand into my skin. It was impossible. It had to be. But I could feel the weight of its hand sinking and crushing my windpipe. I fought and struggled, but it did nothing. I only survived because it let me go, releasing its grip and slowly walking back to the tub before dissipating altogether. I stumbled through the door, back to Miss Penderson, grabbing her hand and telling her we had to go. I didn't look back. I didn't bother with any belongings. I just knew we had to go. I had been warned, and I was not about to fuck with something that powerful. We ran out the door, and I helped her into my van, and we drove off. I don't know what we encountered that night, but I know it let me go on purpose. It wanted me to be known, or it wanted to be known. Wants me to tell people what happened that night. I spent my life trying to convince people it didn't exist. So it only just that it gets me to show how very real it is and it has killed me the doctors might say it was the cancer and it was i was completely healthy before that night when that thing reached for my throat i think it infected me with my very very being it planted some poison in my cells just to make sure it knew i knew exactly how powerful it was
The tumor in my neck has odd tendrils growing out of it, something the doctors had never seen before. I told them I had no idea what it could be, but I know it's the thing's handprint. That mass exactly where I felt its horrible hand enter me. I left It left me alive just long enough to understand what it did and the fear to fester, but I refuse to speak of it, to let my loved ones think that they can stop it from killing me. Now all I can do is hide from it and from them. It makes sure no one ever, I can make sure no one ever goes back to that house and sees such hell spawn. If anyone reads this, know my full intentions and honor that what I experienced that night was real. And believe me, when I say don't ever think that we are alone in this world for a second. Damn. That was a heavy story. Damn. So he had a tumor on his neck in the shape of a handprint. Well, I, I don't even know if it was like like the shape of the handprint, but the fact it that the doctor... One, kind of. Yeah, the fact that it was in the spot that he said he was touched, it had tendrils, like little tentacles growing out of it, basically. Or like vines almost. And the doctors couldn't explain it. That literally tells me something fucked up happened. And the man is a skeptic. And it who would make up a story like that? Right. I, I Like, it's crazy. Okay. The top hat thing. Didn't, that, didn't we talk about that in a prior episode with Sounds Anthony? Sounds like the Slender Man or what Anthony described that he fucking saw. The bowler hat guy. Or like yeah. the top, like, you know, like some type of top hat like that. That's just a dark figure that just is looing over you in the dark shadows of the corners and stuff. Yeah. Creepy. And he's eight feet tall. Like, it just, the Slender Man, that makes me think Slen- that- I don't know how real Slender Man is for real, but right. there are other accounts of things close to that that are real. Well, I wouldn't say, like, real, but, like, there's, like, weird folklore surrounding it where it's it's not like, I made this up on the internet. Like, check it out. It's, like, actual, like, wood carvings dating back to, like, the, like, 900, like, 16th century type shit. Yeah. I mean, really good story. The the author was... The, the author was insomnia underscore storyteller. Uh, again, it's on the No Sleep... Reddit website. Reddit. It's, a, it's, it's the Reddit website, but it's the No Sleep forum threads. Yeah. And you can find tons of very, very interesting, always updated stories that you can always read for your own enjoyment just like how we did tonight and i apologize if i kind of screwed up some of the readings i haven't read out loud since high school and that was uh since 2013 so you can tell it's a little uh a little rusty (laughs) but we really really enjoyed these stories and reading these stories to you guys so if you guys enjoyed them like please by all means let us know any more that you would like us to read or if you find some that you're like hey check this out like please send them to us we love this stuff yeah because we want to know does it bump does it bump did it did this one bump i'm gonna go ahead and give it the seal of approval and say this one bumps this one bumps for sure and that does it for episode 15 you can find us on facebook instagram spotify podbean anywhere else that you listen to podcasts and remember folks to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes bump in the night. Beep 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 be
So we are really, really sorry about the demons episode, uh, episode 14. We have no idea what happened with the quality of the sound. Uh, it, it took a big old poopy shit and neither of us caught it until after we uploaded it. And we don't think we can fix it. So if you can just bear with us, we will promise you to always put out better content and make sure that it doesn't sound like shit after that. So we're sorry. Our apologies. We're sorry. Bye.